Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle! And welcome to the 479th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am here with my fellow co-host. Um, oh, well, I guess I'm Trainer Thatcher, host, and I'm here today with my fellow co-host Seth Vilo. Hello there. It's morning. I need wow. coffee. Yeah, you should have some of that. And then also Claude Nine. How diddly do, everyone? Uh, and welcome to the Puckle Podcast, the place where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Uh, but yeah, things have been going well. What have you guys been up to lately? It's been a it's been a hot minute since both of you were on the show. Probably not actually mm-hmm. as long as I'm thinking about it, but keep <laughs> we're going to go with that. I, I think it's been about a month for me. I usually that sounds right on monthly or so. I don't think that I've been on in the new year yet. Claude, that also sounds lazy. right. Claude, wow, you're just a slacker. Uh, yep, that's me, Claude the Slacker. Claude the Slacker. <laughs> that's that's his new nickname, everybody. All right, perfect. Change, changing changing it, now. it in Discord. Go for it. <laughs> but as far as far as me, I've been doing a lot of stuff for the for the draft league. Mm-hmm. It was going pretty darn well until I got my butt handed to me this week. I was the pilot, uh, Trevster knocked the crap out of us and uh it was a part of it is because i mean it was close we almost rallied back it was who are you teamed up with are you teamed up with claude linian oh linian okay Okay. yeah that 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 also makes sense yeah but i was i was instantly tilted because i was up against the guy who has halucha so (laughs) i went into that on the back foot just because of my handicap so yeah he did really well though he Really had a lot of prep done against us, and all of our things that we thought were sneaky, he was able to see through. So, oh well. But it was uh, fun. It was Other than that, I've been trying to just hold out playing the ladder until they finally get around to banning Spectrier, which should happen as of recording sometime in the next couple of hours. So, I'm excited for that. You should play VGC. I should. I need to. Like, I need to a lot for reasons that you'll find out in a week. Yeah, I you should absolutely what are those reasons? you should absolutely do that. Um oh, I, well the next battle cast, I'm going to make my annual Puckle Plus appearance. <laughs> oh, that's right. I always I always keep telling myself I'm like I need to be on Puckle Plus more often. And then it mm. it's always like once a year at like in like January or February I'll like squeeze my way onto one of the shows. Mhm. And that's it. I guess to be fair, I'm making a lot of Puckle Plus appearances now with uh, Trivia Rewind. Oh yeah, technically. Yeah. Technically, I'm on Puckle Plus as well. All You're on more of Puckle Plus than 
than us. Than Puckle Plus, than anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There, there's your answer. Thatch, Thatch is a defining member of the Puckle Plus feed. <laughs> Finally. But yeah, we're, we're doing VGC this month on Battlecast, and our, our boy Thatch here is going to help teach me why why he uses moves he does because i was watching him play vgc and i got very confused so it'll be fun vgc's always been a different beast yeah there was like that hot minute i i talk about it all the time because it's like reliving your high school glory days Mm -hmm. and it's uh like there was a hot minute in 2018 where i would say i was probably at like my peak pokemon performance (laughs) <laughs> and like peak pokemon performance like i was good at ou i was good at like vgc and i could i could do really really well it was also because i was spending a obscene amount of time practicing mm-hmm. makes sense compared to what i'm doing now but it feels good to practice again actually uh we've been doing that for um this uh drio tournament that claude's been helping us team build and and prep for and stuff and I had my match last night for that, actually, for our first round. And I lost because of bad luck all around. Mm. Uh, I think I think I was the better player. Claude can t- say no. We had the second game, but we didn't play it right. We yeah, had the yeah. we had yeah. the second game and we missed the play rough. That's we what happened. Gone from, if, we, if we had went for we Behemoth, gone for play, play, Behemoth Blade, it probably would have been different. Yeah. I, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. We, we talked about it afterwards once you left. We're like, oh, we, yeah. we reanalyzed it and it was like, oh, we made a mistake yeah. by going for the, the risky move. We yeah, risked we it for gone. the biscuit. And we yeah, we risked it for the biscuit. the biscuit. I mean, it's 10%. You know, like, what's the chance? 10% is the chance. But <laughs> 10%. Yeah. 10% is the chance. But it, yeah, that kind of sucked. And then he got like a lucky crit game one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that was pretty big and mattered and so it was uh it, it sucked but i mean it feels good like practicing again and getting back into that mindset i don't know it's uh it was definitely like uh it was a much it's de- vgc i will say is much different but i know you know i i know because you play a lot of ou seth and you probably i felt this way when i used to play OU. you know how sometimes you can get to a point where you just like know everything that's happening in a match and you can plan out like three four steps ahead yes yeah for sure yeah, and so you can get to that way in VGC. Like it's very, it's different, but you can do it. Like I've been there. It's like the whole game, though, right? Like three, three turns ahead. Uh, <laughs> like I, the entire I would, game from start to finish. Uh, I would say in 2016, yes, you are correct. Uh, in <laughs> in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021, I would say the game VGC has slowed down significantly. Now it's nothing like your oh. uh, like your massive like 60 turn battles or anything. Obviously, that's just getting started. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's more like something. I mean, you you might see a VGC match. I wouldn't be surprised to see a VGC match go like ten turns nowadays, right? That's a long time. Why even play? Oh, it's a hug. Well, so the idea is you play three of these, right? You play three of those, so that makes sense. Oh the, yeah, that's right. The idea is you play. It's three been of so them. long since I've done a tournament because of the Rona. Yeah. I want to do them again. Yeah. I have so many cards that I'm just sitting on and wanting to play with, yeah. and I have no reason to buy more. You play three of them to get around things like, like yeah. luck, right? So, uh-huh. oh yeah, you maybe you took one game because you were super lucky, but I can win the other two because I'm a better player or no, something like right. that. Uh, it's, yeah, still it's still luck. It's still luck. That's what I learned this week. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I think both I think both uh, Sigma and P Mickey are playing today, so I hope they win their matches so that mm. I can uh, so that we win the we win the round. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll probably hop in Discord for it. Yeah, what have you been up to lately, Claude? Uh, I, you know, PDL is the, the mainstay. Um, but with that, since we started the new, like, streaming aspect mm-hmm. of this, uh, you know, we've been doing the Poke with the episodes the first Tuesday of every month. Mm-hmm. I'll 
talk about it more in the news, but... Did you just do all four of them? Yeah, oh, no, we did three. We did oh, three did weeks three. worth. That's a lot. That's a lot there. And you got them all done at once. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. So all the videos are just there, which mm-hmm. is nice. And now I'm just trying to convince people that we don't need all of the extra edits that I do, and I can just chop up the video and post it in there. Uh, you are probably correct. Probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out and see if people yell at me. <laughs> but, like, we record our audio separately, so it's just a matter of syncing up the audio right, and then we're fine. And yeah, yeah, that's not bad. And that that would make my life a whole lot easier. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Other than that, it's we have the. I'm also doing the like monthly trivia night, which is going to be this Thursday. So come check it out. Ooh. We did it last week. Uh, uh, what's it? Last month, and it was a big hit. We had a lot of people show up. And people just want it to be longer and more fun. And now there that we we've go. done it once and have an idea, we're going to make it longer and harder. Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. Go do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fun trivia challenge. Thursday. What time? Thursday. Do you think? What time do you start? Uh, we normally start at 8 EST. 8 EST? Okay. Good, good, good. good. Yeah. It won't last more than like an hour. Perfect. But yeah, it's something. It's no, a good time. Yeah. No, it sounds like fun. Uh, I mean, I'll stream on Tuesday again as well. Uh, we lost the XY Nuzlocke because it turns out uh, your opponent gets a super luck Absol at some point, um, your rival. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. So it just like tears through your team because it's just like, yeah, 50% crit rate, right? You have a fun time with that with slash plus, uh, plus super <laughs> So luck. does that mean we get to bring back the fire <laughs> Nuzlocke that's not completed? uh no we'll probably go Uh, ahead and do uh i don't know i was thinking like pokemon conquest or something like something light Ooh, conquest that's fun something lighter you know something that's harder to lose uh not that it's harder to lose just do like a playthrough i don't know i I like i so we used to do the battle streams and i it's not that i don't like doing battle streams it's one it's just really hard to do it on cart to play ou and that really like razzles my berries like I'm, i'm pretty upset about that you could do vgc uh, you could do VGC, and man, my heart's not into it like it used to be, though. That's fair. Mostly because yeah, like my heart. I I had like I had like aspirations of like maybe being able to like do the circuit at one point, and then I went and I did the after I did that regional, like my VGC taste essentially was satiated. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, I did one <laughs> regional, I'm good. I felt the same way about oh, I should do the Players Cup. Had a team prepared, and then I'm like, yeah. you know, I have to actually make this team. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and then never did it. it it's kind of like that's kind of where i'm at with it i was just like yeah i did it i'm kind of done but i like doing more laid back things that's why i did the nuzlocke to begin with because if you do something more laid back mm-hmm. i can actually interact with the chat and everything yeah I, i've been doing a lot of nuzlocks just in my free time just to you know get the pokemon and feeling back yeah no i i absolutely i uh, think nuzlocks are a cool way to experience pokemon i just i just like being able to talk to people and hang out with them <laughs> Uh, and do cool things. See, I learned I only like the first half of Nuzlocke's. Like, the early game is my favorite part, because it's oh, yeah, cause my, my after, after most a while, difficult. you just kind of snowball. Exactly. So I'm like, I just want to do this early game of like, alright, this guy has a Pidgeotto, and how do I beat this Pidgeotto? And we all mm-hmm. only have, like, level 10s and 12s, and it becomes much more of a challenge in my mind. And I like that, like, playing yeah, through yeah. of team building that game, but... Mm-hmm. Just that I'll, I'll I play the, like the beginning of like three or four games now, and I'm like, that's all I want. I think what I want to do next, because I think Conquest will just be like a filler type deal, like it's a filler episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I what I want to do is I want to get into a ROM hack, and then have a couple other people that are going to be on the show in a, a few weeks or something like that also play the ROM hack on their own. 
that way we can actually talk about it on the show because that's something people always ask us to talk about is like hey can you talk about this rom hack and it's just like well i'd have to can we it. talk about that next month when i'm on because i've played through most of them <laughs> sure but you don't i don't know which one we're going to talk about i, I, I i've care. played through most of them so it's fine uh we'll have to pick one i don't know which one so yeah there we go there's there's a okay. mailbag question <laughs> there you go Yep. All right. Let's move on, though. There's more to talk about. So let's kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. There's a few things to talk about. Uh, one, Nintendo finally released their quarterly report. I shouldn't say finally. They do this every quarter, right? At the end of uh, at the end of January, at the end of April, at the end of July. Yes, uh, and the end of October, they always release uh, their quarterly report <clears throat> with sales figures. And the sales figures show that Pokemon Sword and Shield have surpassed uh, 20 million copies, which is impressive because I think the last Pokemon games to do so were Gold and Silver. <laughs> Uh, Let's Go also is uh, just creeping right along. It's finally crossed that 13 million mark. Good for them. I I don't know. I always I find Let's Go to be like the most interesting case when it comes to the sales numbers, just from like a video game industry standpoint, Mm -hmm. because it sold 10 million copies within the first like month. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and now we're at now we're at 13 million. Well, everybody got the real game. And so they stopped caring. Yeah, that's that's the answer. Like Pokemon sort the reason let's go let like that. You have to look at these with like lenses on two. I would say most games on the switch, especially if they were like a, if they were previously like a handhold exclusive series, uh, they just get a bump for being on switch. Yeah, the install base for switch, I think, is has finally surpassed that of the 3DS, uh, which is crazy to think about because the 3DS sold very, very well. Yeah, and the switch, the switch is selling is even nuts, better. Though. Yeah, the switch is the switch is just cruising right along, man. Who would have thought that combining a like home, a mobile gate like gaming system and a like home based gaming system was a good idea? I know, right? Who would have thought the perfect system would sell well? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I, I, well, I think mobile especially, just because of how much people are moving around nowadays as well. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. lug a PS5. No, no around one's with moving me. around. Heck no one's no. moved around for about a year. Well, not. Not right now, but in general. Claude. Okay, but I can't I can't pick up my PS5 from my living room and then go lay in my bed and play my PS5, Claude. Yeah. Okay? Well, That's you don't around, have a Claude. TV on like a little like trolley that you can move around with your PS5 no, no, no. attached to What it? you need to do is you need to get one of those clamps that you put on the side <laughs> of like your bed frame and you can have yeah, your switch go. just floating above your face, your arms under the blanket and you're holding <laughs> the controllers. To your side, not even together, to your to side. To your side, get, yeah. yeah. Just like, and you're just doing the game and well, the thing is hovering above your face it's yeah. the perfect way to game there we go i've never thought of it like that um you're welcome i usually just keep mine plugged into my pc and then i just you know oh yeah 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 uh, well you have to remember as well like they did they actually have data on this like the amount of people playing the switch both portably yeah. versus in docked mode and i think it's something How? like most switches are 90 because they collect your data like every other company that's so cool yeah. though i want the data and it shows that it's like 90% of the time switches are being played in portable mode, like overall. Yeah, for sure. And that's why that's why the Switch Lite's doing so well. I'm just waiting on that Stardew Valley update, yo. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, that Stardew Valley update. 
We love Stardew Valley. In, in other news, uh, we're a Pokemon the, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next and final final question mark batch of the episodes for Pokemon Journeys will be released in Netflix uh, on March fifteenth. I think this is the end of Journeys before they go into whatever is after Journeys. I think the question mark is more for like, is it actually happening? I don't know. I believe it I, is. Like, I, or is it ending? And I don't know. Uh, something interesting about this that uh, uh, so McGee puts together this news document for us every week. Yeah. And he, uh, the thing that I, he didn't put on here that I should have mentioned to him and probably should have talked to you guys about before is, is this is really interesting. So Pokemon used to be on Disney XD, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And it used to be weekly. And it wasn't until recently. It was like, like earlier this week, maybe the week prior that they finally pulled it off like Disney XD's website. You could use, used to be able to watch old episodes on Disney XD's website. Oh. And huh. so they just pulled like the entire series off of that recently interesting yeah i'm so i'm hoping that like this is a dream and i think pokemon it would serve pokemon very well to just drop all 21 seasons onto netflix on netflix yeah well they have some on netflix they have the first couple and it's the, the first two it's the first two seasons i think alola's on there somewhere maybe um, yeah some of alola is there like right. some of x and uh i think x and y is there i think x y and z is on there and i think uh I, and then obviously journeys is there as well and that's uh i don't know i i think they it would just do them well just dump it all in one place because there's not one place you can go just watch all of it you can piece it together i think over multiple streaming platforms mm-hmm because I think part, I think like seasons four and, um, or not season, gen four and gen three are like over on, some of it's on Hulu, some of it's on Amazon Prime. It's kind of scattered all over the place. Yeah, it's just scattered. And I would personally just love to be able to click Pokemon and then 21 seasons shows up. Yeah. And you can just go from the beginning and you've got uh, 1100 episodes of Pokemon to watch. And that would be fantastic. I, I think... Honestly, if I was Netflix, I would be pushing for that, especially since we just lost the office. Oh yeah. Because if you want to hit if you want to hit some nostalgia, there you go. Yeah, they just lost uh. the office to a far far inferior uh streaming service. So, is there no Pokémon anime going on right now? Cuz What do you mean? Okay, so the way the anime is working right now is it's releasing on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was releasing elsewhere, and then they were just putting it on Netflix. Nope, nope. In, in batches, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, they do 12-episode batches, so it ends up working out to about yeah. one a week. There's 48 total, because I think it came out in Japan earlier. Yes, no, there's 48 There's forty-eight total episodes, right? Yeah, for this. And, and of those 48, and they drop 12 every three months, which is roughly once one a week. Yeah, because I, I, know, I know Japan has it, and we already know everything that's about to happen. Yeah, it's this is a good batch, too. This, this batch of 12 is going to be really, really good. Yeah, noted. The last the last batch of 12 was kind of bad. Uh, mm. It was a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff in that last batch of 12. I wasn't as big of a fan. But uh, Seth, talk to us about what they're doing on YouTube, though, instead of the anime. Absolutely. It's actually kind of cool, too. Um, TPCI is starting a weekly web series to teach people about strategies and tips and stuff like that for the TCG, trading card game. And the first one will be airing... Oh, it already has aired on February 4th, and it'll be happening every Thursday of the of the next while. I don't think we have a time that it lasts, but you can watch it on Twitch or on YouTube, either place. But it's kind of cool that they're doing a specific tutorial video for the TCG. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I think like that might be a response to the player survey thing that came out a while ago. Yeah, how did that, that go, by the way? on the last TCG cast. Um, it was pretty cool, honestly. I got it. 
having participated in a live event, so mm-hmm. they put me on a list somewhere. And it was just like, hey, what do you think of the current state? What can we do to make the TCG better? Like, here's a couple ideas that we've had. Some interesting things are, like, official support for different formats. Like, mm, I, I, think I can't be think fun. of a couple. But, yeah, it was, it was cool to take the survey and, you know, definitely hard click that, yes, please ban things in standard button. But, yes. That they still haven't yeah. done. No, of they're not. not. They still haven't. They're too scared to, to dethrone the king. I mean, they they did they did just unban two cards and expanded, which is kind I of saw cool. that. I did see that. I I unfortunately follow Verbank City on Facebook. Yeah, I, I unfortunately do as well. <laughs> so yeah, I did see that. So it's uh yeah. I, I mean, I so I like playing the TCG. I think it's fun. I just don't, especially right now with like I'm not hyped for in person events at the moment, considering the not state right now. of uh well. Not just like not like the like health concerns, but also just the number of people scalping cards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's gotten real bad. That's gotten real bad. So like something where it was just like, oh, it cost me like sixty bucks to build this deck, and now it's probably like more like three four hundred dollars to build this deck because Logan Paul yeah, bought some Pokemon have... cards. That said, they are doing a really good job at having some of the real big staples in. Oh, like, I'm merchandise. I'm very packs, happy. So with you don't that. have to dig. Like, if I need an Eldegoss, all I have to do is find an Eldegoss tin. I don't need to, number one, find the cards. Number two, mm-hmm. pray that an Eldegoss is in them. Like, they even have a Crobat box now. No, they've been oh, doing so really the well. The price of Crobat's going to drop, then. There's an ADP box, or, or yeah. like, deck. with It comes with, like, two Zashans. Yeah, they're trying their best. I think they're doing a lot, uh, like, the most of what they can on their end. This is a lot better than I than I've seen from them in the past, and I think I've said this yeah. before. But um, back in like the XY era when I was actually playing TCG, yeah. Shaman was like the big deal, right? Shaman got up to like eighty mm-hmm. bucks or something at one point. Oh, which, I remember. If you if you play if you play Magic, you're just like eighty bucks, and it's like yeah, but you need four of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah. And I'm not. I'm like going to League. I'm not gonna go play it. It's just so I can have fun at League against the other people who have Shaman, you know? Yep. So it was that was a pain in the butt, but I remember always being like, "Oh, they need to replay, re- like release a tin. They need to release a tin." And they never did it for Shaman. They never released a tin for Shaman. Well, technically, they did after it was out of rotation. They did like that big which, one. Which, speaking of which, one of the things in the player survey was them talking about possibly reprinting a lot of the expanded staples. They should. I think Ooh, they absolutely should. Yeah. Like yeah. an expanded. I think one came out in Japan too. Yeah, I I think they should repl- redo because expanded for me at least, like as um. I, I'm going to call myself a casual and yeah. uh, I would say that's one of the reasons I don't want to get an expanded because I didn't collect cards back in black and white. Yep. And you got to go find them now. Yeah. And I started really collecting an X and Y. And so I have a bunch of X, Y cards on, but before that I have like nothing. And so yeah. there's a couple of those cards from black and white that are still very uh, much played. Yeah. Those ace specs damaged are 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think it's kind of ridiculous in that, in that regard. I don't like that. That's weird. I hope they fix oh. it. Yeah, I know. It's expensive, Claude. I know. I, I I did a little bit of the TCG online for a little while and then realized, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I would be more than happy to play. Like if it were if if it was like Seth and like Sigma were just like, hey, we're going to go to this regional. Do you want to come with that? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I can put together a deck and we can go. Heck yeah. Once everything gets normal again. I would yes. be, I'd be like, yeah, let's go, let's go get together, let's go hang out at the regional, and let's go, let's go play some TCG. 
I would I would build a deck and join you guys, yeah. not knowing how to play. Yeah. Yeah, it, I would absolutely go just be like, okay, what's doing hot right now? And like play around with it a little bit, maybe throw a couple different cards in, you know, just to get my yeah. own flavor. Like, I don't expect to do well, but I'll get, maybe right. maybe I can go buy some of the cool merch at the regional. <laughs> what was the last time a grass deck topped and we're going to play it? <laughs> uh, I think the last time was Decidueye. I think it was uh, a, a Lolan Executor Rallet. A Lolan Executor Rallet did pretty good yeah. recently. Because that's my only claim to fame was, you know, winning the Puckle Tournament with Venusaur Sceptile. Okay. Only because I countered <laughs> that the entire meta. Well, let's move on. There's a few other things to talk about. If you're on Original Stitch, uh, they actually just released some new designs with Grookey, Sobble, and Scorebunny for yes. you to purchase. I just got my Crobat shirt. The problem is I can't buy all of them. I can't collect all of them. I know, right? Some of them are awesome. Some of them are terrible. Some of them are hit yeah, and miss. Yeah. I will say some yes. of them are hit and miss. I swear, if they do Sableye wrong, come later yeah. this month, I'm going to be yep. so mad. I have two shirts and realized after I got my second one what my actual size is in their like, <laughs> sizing standards. So my, fir- so my first one is slightly too big that I have to go get tailored. And the second oh, no. one is like perfect. And I'm like, all right. I have oh, one man. that's perfect and one that's just a little Aww. bit too big. I'm I'm that waiting because I'm I'm losing like a ton of weight and it's uh mostly because I want to because I I'm turn I turn thirty soon and I want I was tired I'm like my metabolism is going to disappear soon yeah so I'm like I should go I should go get in shape my metabolism is forever uh, I wish that were true Claude <laughs> I wish that were true uh all right. But yeah, Pokemon shirts. So Seth, catch us up on all of the Pokemon Go nonsense that's happening. All right, I will go as quick as possible. Let's see if I can do it in one breath. <gasps> you can't. You can't. Don't do it. Please. Oh, please do try. They have announced there's a Lunar New Year event, which goes from February 9 to February 14th. The increased spawns are Krabby, Goldeen, Magmar, Magikarp, Miltank, Metatite, Tepig, and more, including Gyarados, which has a chance of both being shiny and having mega stuff, because that's introduced. Additionally, Rattata, Ekans, Mankey, Ponyta, Mirai, Poundor, Miltank, Torchic, Bagon, Buneary, Tepic, and Litleo will be in 5-kilometer eggs. There will be a field research task exclusive to the event that gives encounters with Meowth, Alolan Meowth, Galarian Meowth, Metatite, and Miltank. There goes my breath, dang it. Uh, Because I guess Pokemon that start with M are important. Uh, I don't know if that's why. I think it's um it's, it's because it's the year of the bull think. right or the year of the ox oh oh yeah okay that makes sense and meowth is an ox <laughs> no and meowth i think they just wanted to put meowth because it's the lucky because oh, it's the lucky cat yeah it's a lucky cat and an ox anyway other metatite carvana duskull scorupi and Dorumaka are in one star raids while miltank octillery blaziken camerupt and absol will be in three star raids so yay yay blaziken in a three star uh so they've gotten rid of um right. they've gotten rid of like there's no mid-tier raids anymore it's like one yeah. star three star and five star yeah that's all you have so like that. so the four stars are gone so that means blaziken drops to a to a uh to a three star interesting that works yeah. i'm good with it being easier to defeat i don't have one yet yep uh all right so there are some giveaways for patreon this month for ten dollar tier i have to remember because i said these things and i forgot what i told everybody um, I think for $10, you get a shiny Jirachi on the, at Patreon. And at $5, Ooh. we're going to be doing a giveaway. I believe it's shiny Sceptile. Let me double check so I don't get yelled at. Because they're just like, that, you said there's going to be a shiny Sceptile. And there wasn't. And then I go, I'm so sorry. I'm skeptical of the Sceptile. I'm skeptical of the Sceptile. I thought it existed. And it doesn't exist in Patreon. I did say shiny Sceptile. Boom. Done. I did it. Boppity boopy. Huzzah. Sceptile. 
Uh, yeah. As, you, as I already mentioned, trivia night this Thursday. Yep. In the Discord, uh, not the Discord, in the Twitch. It's going to be a fun time. It'll be quick. It'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. We had a blast last time. Come see if you can dethrone whoever won last time. I think it was HDM one at the very end, but I could be wrong. Yay. All right. That's the news. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Thank you to Mark from the Dunsparce Gang for reading off those rules for us. So we're going to get started then, guys. Uh, your first question this week is going to be from Trainer Sleeve. In Generation 8, which environment gives nature power the highest base power? Oh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> don't they turn into different moves depending on where they are? Isn't one of them Earthquake, which is 100 base power? Uh, or Stone Edge, so I'm guessing Sand is my answer already. But environment, like desert environment? Yeah, yeah, I think that would make the most sense. Because if I remember nature power, grass is, I thought grass was always like bullet seed. Yeah, water was like water cool. pulse or surf, which would be 90. I remember yeah. ground being like Earthquake. This is like Gen 3 mechanics, not Gen 8, though. So I have no idea. I still think that feels right. So Yeah. Like desert environment? I think yeah, that's safe. I, I think that's right. Let's go with that. Yeah. Desert environment is your final answer. That is unfortunately incorrect. Cool. Uh, the answer in Generation 8 is uh, water, because it turns into hydro pump now, uh, giving it a base oh. power of 110. From Generation 6 onwards, it actually removed all physical options from Nature Power, so it's all only special moves. Oh. So it means that Earthquake is no longer on the list, and the next move with the highest base power is actually Moonblast in Misty Terrain. Ew. Of course. Fun facts all around. All right, so you guys are 0 for 1. Yay. Your next question is going to be from Charizard Stan, or Aaron C., these two Gen 1 Pokemon were unable to damage Steel-type Pokemon outside of Struggle until Generation 4. Which two are they? Actually, if you just give me one, I'll give you the answer. So they're unable to damage a Steel-type Pokemon before Gen 4. Like and at all. Gen 1 Pokemon? They're Gen 1, yes. Coughing and wheezing are the first two that pop into my head. Like, but they can learn Flamethrower. Could they in Gen 1? Yeah. No. Oh. It's the same evolution line, so I'll just take the evolution yeah. line if you can get it, by the way. Oh, okay. That almost makes it worse. Arbok got bite. Muck got pound. And Grammar yeah. got pound. Actually, I think Coffin got tackle, too, so it's like... Yeah, I mean, they can damage it that way. With one point of damage, but it's still damage. Uh, so the Pokemon that couldn't damage it was... Did Magikarp get tackle in Well, Gen it's 1? an evolutionary line. And yes, it got tackle. Uh, okay. One of the Pokemon in this evolutionary line can damage a Steel-type. Um, 
I will. So I will make that clarification. Well, it's two, It's a three stage. It's a three stage. Two of the Pokemon are in it. Oh, and they're Gen One. Oh, Weedle and Kakuna. Oh yeah, Poison Sting. That's it. Yep. Their only moves are Poison Sting until like later and on they start to get Bug Bite. Yeah. It's just Weedle. And Kakuna. Yeah, I think so. Weedle and Kakuna is correct. In Generation Four, they gained Bug Bite. Yeet. Allowing them to damage Steel types finally to live out their long dream. You guys are one for two. Your next question Yay. is the Pokedex entry question. Oh, no. Yeah, so this works by, I read you a Pokedex entry, you try to tell me what Pokemon that Pokedex entry goes with, you submit an answer, if that answer is incorrect, I will go ahead and give you a second entry, and if you get get it correct on the first one, you get two points, if you get it correct after the second one, you get one point, if you don't get it correct at all, that's obviously squat zero. Squat, cool, cool. okay. All right, here we go, this is going to be from Zaskari. It's Ultra Sun Pokedex entry states, Depictions of Pokemon similar to this Pokemon have been found on the walls of caves where primitive humans lived. Who's that Pokemon? Well, my mind goes to unknown. Uh, um, but I don't think it's unknown. Um, also, unknown wasn't in Yeah, I don't think Sun it was in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. It wasn't, so it's not that. Primitive versions of it? Is it maybe Mamoswine? I'll say, is there maybe? a totem anywhere? It wouldn't have been that. Because Mamoswine wasn't in the decks. It was just there in Sun and Moon. Okay. But I'm not sure about Ultra Sun and Moon. My mind goes to, like, Zatu, maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I think we need another entry. Yeah, I think we need another one. <laughs> okay, I'll just give it to you. Second entry. It's Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry reads, It moves while spinning around on its single foot. This Pokemon has been seen spinning on their heads. Ball toy. Hit them on top. Single oh, it's foot? It's definitely, it's definitely Single foot? Yeah, I think it's ball toy. Are you locking that in? Uh, anything else spin around on one foot? I can't think of anything, so no. yeah, lock in. Ball toy is correct. You guys are two, four, three. Yay. Your next question is your multiple answer question. Yay. This next question has uh, four answers. And I hope that you can answer them, Seth. Oh, boy. So for each Pokemon, you will get one point, except for the fourth Pokemon. You'll just get bragging rights on that one for a possible total of three points for this question. Okay. So this one is from Spike. The lowest base special attack in the game is 10. This stat is shared by four Pokemon. What are these Pokemon? Oh. Oh, So I'm pretty sure Uh, I know this. Okay. What do you got? You'll get two strikes and then you're out. You have to lock in each answer for me. Okay. So Bonsley, I know, has ten. Okay. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Alolan Sandrew also has ten. That makes sense. And I feel like Shuckle's in there, too. Okay, there's there's another one. Uh... That's all I knew. I knew Alolan Sandrew has, like, the lowest possible, like, special attack. Yeah. Are you going to lock any of these in? Yes. Lock in those three. Yeah. They're all correct, so you're at your maximum Great. number of points. Alright, what's the fourth one? We want, I want to figure this out. The fourth one is Feebas. It was going to be one of the fish. Okay. I mean, you guys got three points. You guys got five. You're five for four I now. wanted the bragging rights! Yeah. <laughs> no bragging rights for you. It was one of the fish. I knew it. I knew it was one of the fish. <laughs> uh, Magikarp has a base special attack of 15. It was, yeah. I, th- I thought Magikarp was 15, so I was going to say Feebas. <laughs> Feebass is at 10, yeah. All right, so your next question is your base stat question, as always. What Pokemon is the lowest special attack? 
That would be pretty good. Uh, this is from Coil. What poison type Pokemon has the lowest base attack stat? Lowest base yeah. attack of a poison type? Yeah. Okay. We also have the hint. Don't forget. These lowest ones trip me up. I guess we just go ahead and cash in the hint. We can't use it for anything else. Yeah, go for not? it. This is a bug poison type. Bug oh, it's poison? a bug poison type? I wonder what it could possibly be. Maybe if we hadn't said it already on the podcast. <laughs> is there any way that we're wrong? Uh, yes. It depends on what you say. How many bug poisons are there? Three immediately. I will say this was a previous answer to a question today as well. it's a previous Uh, answer, Seth. (laughs) The question is, which uh, one do do you know it? Between the two, Weedle or or Kakuna, no, I don't know. Uh, So the only reason I know it is because the Weedle to Kakuna line is one of the few where Pokemon evolves and then goes down and attacks that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So it's Kakuna. Yeah. Kakuna is correct. Kakuna has a base attack of 25. Wow. Weedle has a base attack of 35. And then it jumps up to 25, and then 150 with Mega Beedrill. <laughs> Buddy has 30. Ghastly also ties with Weedle at 35, and Toxel has 38. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but that gives you guys, I think, six points today. That's going to put you in the standings. I don't know if either of you are in the standings right now. Nope. I think I am somewhere. You are not. You, I am not. You were refreshed. It refreshed uh, about a month ago. Oh yeah, because I think I I got Whimsicott to like twenty nine points or something. Yeah, like that. I, don't I think that's what happened. Uh, all right. So in first place we have Whimsicott with eighteen points. In second place we have Linian with eight points. What? In third place we have a tie between Seth Vilo and Claude Nine with six points. Hey, she was on like three shows in like five weeks. So. Oh yeah, that would do. All it. right. And then tied for fifth place in the three-way ties, P. McGee, R. Sigma, and Sublime with five points. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. All right, I got to make a push in Q4. I want to I wanna win one of these. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Or we kick you off the show. I think that's how that works. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. All right. My time is coming. Maybe, maybe not, this, not this quarter, but the one after. I'm going to have to... Yeah, that's how it works, I think. Sign I think up for every week until someone yells at me. All right. With that said... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the topic. Hey, everyone. Be sure to check out the YouTube this week for the first extended mailbag. This is something we hope to make weekly. And if your email didn't get on the show, maybe your email's over there. You want more mailbag? That's also a great place to go. So make sure to check it out. YouTube.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Today is something that I want to try out, and maybe this is something we do more often. Uh, but I want to call this uh, Puckle What If. And the idea is the three of us, uh, I'm sure we have a lot of thoughts about Pokemon and how maybe it could be a little bit different. Uh, It allows us to talk about the future, allows us to talk about the past. The idea is we talk about Pokemon and we talk about something that if it were different, what do you think it would do? I like this and maybe this is something that we do more often on the Puckle podcast. Let us know if you like it. Uh, I'd really like to hear what you say, but I've got two that I can think of off the top of my head. We'll see if we get to both of them. The first one that I'd really like to bring up What if Pokemon Red and Blue didn't have all of the glitches? Would Pokemon Red and Blue still be a big deal? Oh. Yes. Huh. I think no matter what, it would have been a big deal because it's the start of the franchise. That's true. That's fair. I guess my question can go even further than that, though. If they were good games, like very polished... I'm going to say polished. And I guess in 1998, that doesn't make much more sense for a video game in general. Let's say they were very polished. There weren't glitches. Like, it was kind of like playing X and Y. There, Like, there's no exploits for you to really jump into and take advantage of. Do you think the Pokemon hype carries on as much as it does? 
or because in my mind, and this is where I'm coming from in that, this conversation, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show, but like all of the glitches that happened in Pokemon, like missing no and stuff like that. And especially in the mailbag last week, somebody brought it up. Missing no existing gave a lot of credence to the other rumors that existed. Yeah. Does it become as much of like a quote unquote playground phenomenon? So I think there's two answers to that. There is the, if this was in 1998, 1999, mm-hmm. yes. Like if X and Y was released then, 100% they would keep going because at that time it was all about, oh, we're going to make sequels of these games that do well and get more money. Something of all the other games that came out. So like, I don't think it would have ended there. If like X and Y came out by itself, like now, mm-hmm. without any other Pokemon games, no. I think that could have, that would have been its own standalone game that would have gotten a lot of hype, but then would have been over. It would have been like, uh, I, I see it almost like, if anything, like Animal Crossing, where it's like, oh, cool, this is super fun, and then now it's basically dead. I keep saying this, and somebody's going to be like, that you say this all the time, but like, Pokemon's really the Beatles of video games. <laughs> no, I mean, in that is like a very perfect storm created by the technological limitations at the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's not something that can be repeated, uh, at least not in the exact fashion, because I think the biggest example I can think of in recent memory of like... Something trying to go the route of Pokemon is Yokai Watch. Yeah, it tried to copy it. Or copy it or something. It tried to copy all of Pokemon. It tried to do everything. It tried to do the anime at the same time to launch it for the hype. It tried to make a really cute mascot character in Jivanyan. 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 Jivanyan's still cute, but that's that's a discussion for another day. I, I just wonder how much of that also just played into the zeitgeist of the internet not being big outside of just oh, hey, we can dump all of this media at once on these kids who are very impressionable, including myself. Mm-hmm. But like how much of it was really driven with like playground rumors? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole playground thing. Yeah. I, I don't know that we would ever hear about a kid who's just like, oh, man, I beat the Elite Four 100 times just for funsies, right? They, they were beating yeah. the Elite Four 100 times in a row because that's how you unlock the Poke Gods. Yeah. And the only reason like something like that is makes any sense to think about is because things like missing no and other glitches in the game that happened because that that rumor probably helped drive the possibility of more crazy things existing in the games Mm -hmm. i would also like to throw out that i know you've mentioned it quite a few times on the podcast before thatch but the way that it started in that you couldn't necessarily like fact check everything because there wasn't really an internet back in that day and time it really leads into the pokemon universe as a whole being largely based on headcanon you know what i mean yeah yeah i think it i think it still is to a lot of less so now i I I think they've embraced that I think yeah. they've really, like, taken that, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to give you too much on, like, the mythologicals, oh, yeah. because you can come up with your own stories. Yeah, I think, no, they I absolutely agree with that. kind of keep that playground feel alive a little bit. It's almost like D&D in that sense, where it's just like, ah, oh, build your yeah. own adventure, mm-hmm. except they, they want you to do it in your head. And honestly, as a kid, I think that's, yeah, I think that's great. Like, I can think of being being in school and just, like, writing up stories about things like that, you know, like, your own little fan yeah. fictions. I 100% believe that Ditto is a failed attempt to clone Mew. They never confirm this. They never say anything one way or the other, but I 100% believe that. That was what their original idea was. Because Mew gets transformed. They weigh the same. It's just all the other moves is missing. Yeah, I believe a lot of Pokemon Origins like that. Yeah, and and the fun little things that kind of the, the fan community comes up with as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like the the giant Pokemon in the first anime were Dynamaxes somehow, something like that. I've seen ah, that. Kind of that's a I never thought about that because they do have that one episode with the giant Pokemon. Yeah, 
Maybe yeah. Eternatus accidentally popped there, dropped a couple pieces of star whatever, and Man. Oh, there's giant Dragonite and Alakazam. And Jigglypuff, don't forget and Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff and oh, Gengar. Yeah. And uh-huh. Tentacruel, I think, too, right? Uh, the giant, there was a giant, no, no, there was a giant Tentacruel. That was a totally different time, though, but it might have also been Dynamax. Well, no, so the Dragonite was at a different time, too. The Dragonite was within, it was at Bill's Tower. Was at the, li- oh, yeah, you're at right. At Bill's right. Lighthouse. Ooh. And then you had the one episode that had the giant. So size does matter. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really think that what made Pokemon so special back when the red and blue was that alongside the game, you had the anime. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, that, no. You, that it, original it, anime, like, when we look now back on it, like, isn't the best. But at that time, like, that's what fueled all the different thoughts and theories because it delved into all this deeper meaning into everything. I think if the game was more polished, you wouldn't have that kind of, like, fun aspect of, like, oh, my Sandtrue has beaten a hundred other champ other battlers, and I need one more to win. So, I would say season one, especially of the anime, I think the first five seasons kind of fall into that category that you're talking yeah. about, the, up until the end of Johto, essentially. The anime had a different tone than it does now. Like, now I would say it's just, like, very vanilla Saturday morning cartoon type deal, which Saturday morning cartoons don't exist anymore, but... Mm. Which is rip, right? Uh, <laughs> rip indeed. Sad. Rip indeed. Yeah, it's just something that really hits me in the heart. So there's actually somebody who talked about this uh, that I watch. His name's uh, it's Black Nerd Comedy on YouTube. He's really into all of the 90s nostalgia stuff, and his least favorite thing in the entire world is Pokemon. <laughs> I watch him. I watch him because he's really big into Power Rangers, and he's really big into like uh, like Ninja Turtles and stuff. And that's something that I also like have uh, interest in, obviously as well. But he he hates Pokemon because he's like Pokemon ruined Saturday morning cartoons. Huh. And I absolutely agree with him in this in this aspect because what happened after Pokemon came out is everybody tried to co- copy Pokemon's quote unquote formula for like a TV show. Oh. I mean, I I guess Transformers kind of did like a lighter version of this in the eighties where like they made their TV show to like sell toys, right? But it was never like a collect them all type deal. Except for, like, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh copied it fairly well. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh did... Yu-Gi-Oh, like, told an interesting story, though. I, I think I think I would put Yu-Gi-Oh almost in the same camp as something like Digimon. I wouldn't. They told way better stories than Pokemon uh, in their anime. I, they both could have done that, but I don't remember, like, Digimon being nearly as big as... Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It, I, I don't think it was nearly as big, but I would say... Digi- There's another YouTuber I watch. His name's Billiam. He doesn't do a lot of Pokemon reviews, but he's like does a lot of Digimon reviews. He also does like a bunch of this '90s cartoon stuff. Oh, that yeah. is a real suckers for '90s cartoons. I guess Digimon that. definitely told a better story. Like there, there is yeah, it no absolutely 100% told a better story. It, like it, it was much better in terms of story. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It wasn't nearly as big, but like the, you have a bunch of these cartoons that are kind of following the same formula of like here's some kind of monsters slash card game slash robot collectible that now has a video game slash a probably really bad trading card game slash uh, something else. You know. That they're also trying to sell, and they all just follow this format. I can think of a few right off the top of my head that like don't exist anymore. That definitely try the same thing. Um, Metabots. Oh gosh. Mega Man NT Warrior. I mean, these are just things I think off the top of my head, and they're just like they follow the Pokemon quote unquote formula, but they're not Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They made probably decidedly worse versions of that. <laughs> so I don't know Pokemon in that regards. I think it kind of ruined TV in a way. But then the rise of the internet doesn't help either. Yeah. At the same time, perfect storm. Yeah. Perfect time storm. Pokemon was the perfect storm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I've got one random one, and this one might be, I don't know, kind of weak, but you know, we're just, we're just sitting around an imaginary couch right now. So, yes. you know what? Weak ideas are fine. Yes. What if we had all 18 types in Gen 1? I think then the game was more well thought out than it was initially. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I think Pokemon was, it was obviously like an act of, it was like a work of passion. Because mm-hmm. you hear the stories of them developing it. Like it's not like some of them were going broke developing it. Then it ended up being like four of them programming it at one point. It was just they, they literally developed one of the Yoshi games, Game Freak did, uh literally mm-hmm. just to stay afloat to make Pokemon. <laughs> wow. So uh, if if it had all eighteen types, I feel like the hundred and fifty, like it, it wouldn't work. You would need to have more than that. You, if you think about it, they actually were intending it. I think they chose 150 because it was a nice round number. But if you actually look in the code of red and blue, there's actually index numbers for Pokemon up to 190, I believe. Yeah. And if you actually try to inject the Pokemon with those index numbers and then you trade them to gold and silver, it turns into things like Scizor and it turns into other and Steelix and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So they had prepared it already. Like, I don't see Gen 1 and Gen 2 as really separate generations in the way that we might think of, like, Generation 3 being separate from Generation 4. I think that Generation 1 and Generation 2 were very much thought of at the same time. And they were just like, well, what are the best 150 that we have? And they threw in 150 and they said, good enough. And they they called it a day. We'll We'll figure out Dark and Steel later. Well, I don't think they thought about Dark and Steel because I don't. I don't think a lot of playtesting went into a quote-unquote competitive format in Pokemon at that time. And they were just thinking, oh, let's have fun and, like, battle our caterpillars. And then Alakazam became unbeatable and... Well, yeah, and then then they just... Then they realized, like, "Uh uh-oh, we done goofed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because we messed up our type chart. We need to fix our type chart. Because, I mean, we think about just the dark and steel type coming in and, and, like, nerfing Psychic in that way. But they also... In Gen 1... The ghost problem. Yeah, ghost is not super effective to Psychic. Isn't Psychic, like, immune to ghost? Psychic, yeah, Psychic's no. immune to ghost in Gen 1. Really? But yeah. there's no ghost moves besides Lick, isn't there? Uh, it's Lick. Lick is the one that could do super effective damage, but it is, uh, which is also a problem, which is why we got Shadow Ball. The uh, Pokemon type chart in Gen 1 is, like, a complete mess. Yeah. Poison was super effective against Bug, and then it became resisted by, which I find funny because of, like, it resists the poison now. Yeah, like, that's that's one. The one that everybody also forgets, and which I believe, which I think is absolutely bonkers. The one that I think is absolutely bonkers from Gen 1, I believe, is the relationship between fire and ice. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like absolutely crazy. So fire is super effective against ice. It is super effective against ice, but ice onto a fire type isn't resisted in Generation 1. That's weird. I don't like it. Uh, that was fixed huh. in Generation 2. Generation 2 did a lot of changes to the type chart. Yeah. So Gen 2, best generation of Pokemon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, like, in nostalgia, I go, man, Gen 2 is where I really... That's, like, Gen 2 resonates with me, but it, I, I will admit it's on a purely nostalgia level. So this brings back... This brings up a question that I have. What if the Pokemon games went in reverse order? So instead of Red and Blue, like, being in Kanto, it was Red and Blue in Galar. Whoa. Uh... And then you think Gen 2 is we're adding on, like, Alola. Okay. And it just went in reverse order. 
I'd ask, why were we in Japan the last four seasons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I would say almost to some extent, and maybe this is rose-colored glasses, I would be like, man, remember our new Gen 6, which is Gen 3? I'd be like, that was pretty solid. Then I'd be like, but it was really cool when we got that really bad Kanto, or that really bad Kanto region, and then we could go back to Johto. Kanto's very bland now, and I think you could really tell Ooh. that in Let's Go Pikachu mm-hmm. and Eevee. Yeah. Yeah, and let's 100%. go Pikachu and Eevee. You're just like, oh, this is really bland. And, and and it makes sense as the first game for it to be the way it is. Yeah, really open book in a sense. Yeah. The way that it's presented in red and blue, it's very bland. Every route, like you don't have things like weather like we do now or like terrains that we go through. And I'm not even talking about in terms of like battle senses, like look at black and white. You've got regions yeah. where it's snowing. You've got a desert you're going through. You've got uh, all of these different scenarios with different sceneries that you're that you're plowing through i think something like that doesn't i mean it it didn't translate well at the time and it's just a sign of like hey we're building on this yep i would say that sword and shield like we like i'm also to blame for this like i i don't think it's the best game in the entire world in terms of pokemon like compared to other pokemon games just because they had things like a ton of empty buildings for scenery in a lot of towns and you can't fly on a Latios. I mean, what's even the point? Yeah, what's why are you even playing Pokemon at that point? But I would also say that um, this is that's probably just part of growing pains, right? Like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt at this point, at this juncture. Like, Generation 9, maybe we ramp that up a little bit, right? But in Generation 8, this is the first time they, like, pushed to HD. That's a huge jump in and of itself. Nintendo's admitted that. But, like, that's part of the reason the Wii U failed. Mm-hmm. That push to HD is very difficult to do. I'm low-key excited for Gen 9. I know we're several years off, probably, but... I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling I it 2022, see, man. I don't know about 20... I don't know. But I, I like all the Pokemon that they designed for Gen 8 are stellar. Like, the actual mm-hmm. Pokemon themselves, they feel that, that Pokemon way that others, like, I don't know, a specific ice cream cone maybe don't. I will defend Vanillite as probably one of my favorites <laughs> from Gen 5, but that's the, that's the yeah. case for another day. I think I think one of the things that one of the best decisions that quote unquote modern Pokemon has made is since Generation 6, adding fewer Pokemon. I agree. Mm-hmm. I was a bit disappointed when I first played Generation 6 and I was like, oh, there's only 69 new Pokemon. That's kind of that's kind of poopy. Then I've grown to appreciate that more and more. I mean, it, it's more like 100 once you include things like Mega Evolutions and Regionals every generation. Yeah. Like, only adding, you know, 70 to 80 new Pokemon every gen is incredibly reasonable because then they sift out a lot of the garbage. You look at the 156 we got in Gen 5, there's some garbage there that's not Trubbish. Yeah. You're looking at three genies that are the same exact design. You're talking, let's, Simi Sage, Simi Seer, Simi Poor, did they need to exist? No. I think they were trying to recreate Eevee in a way, but without doing it right. No, what yeah. they were trying to do was give you an early game Pokemon that would balance with your starter. Yeah. Yeah, but Blah. you can tell that's yeah, what they no. were trying to do because they also put it into uh they also put it into X and Y that way. In the Santaloon yeah. Forest, they do the exact same thing. They drop uh they drop Pan Sage, Pan Seer, and Pan Poor. This is just anecdotal and it's probably not right. Some guy's gonna be like, no, that's not how the game works that. But I noticed when we were doing our Nuzlocke that all I was running into was Panpour, <laughs> and we had chosen Fennekin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I did not run into a Panseer or a Pansage. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're just like, you could use a water type to go with that fire type starter. Well, I mean, the same could be said for you could use a grass for that fire type. I don't know. Uh, well, so that's not the way they handled it in uh, Black and White. That's the comparison I'm trying yeah. to draw. In, in Black and White, mm-hmm. they gave you the monkey that was super effective to your starter. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
was it the opposite way? You know, it was the opposite way. They gave you the monkey that was weak to your starter, actually. Never mind. I'm wrong. Mm. Because they wanted you to use that monkey to end up beating the gym leader that would use the type that's super effective against your starter. Right. Uh, there we go. That's how it works. I just wish that they would not... Like, a lot of the a lot of the modern ones, the Pokemon themselves are stellar, but some of the moves and abilities are mm. very much signature moves and abilities. I wish they would either branch them out a little bit or give the new ones to old Pokemon as well on top of it. Like, more things could learn Corrosion as an ability, as an yeah, example. I don't disagree with you. I think the problem with that was their chance to do that was hidden abilities, and that happened in Gen 5. And they gave a lot of Pokemon hidden abilities. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if there are many they Pokemon just revamp without it, them. Oh, yeah, no. You can change it, because they obviously you have just, like... Gengar on it. Gengar, um, Scolipede. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a number of Pokemon that have had, like, retconned abilities. Yeah. So what happened in Gen 5? Because remember there used to be a whole bunch of these hidden abilities that existed, and they're like, no, no, no. And they just, like, decided it wasn't happening anymore. They were never available. One way or another, they were never made available in the Gen 5 game. Mm -hmm. And in Gen 6, by the time that one came around, they changed what the hidden ability was. For example, Chandelure used to have Shadow Tag, but they never made that available in the game. So functionally, it didn't. My biggest question is, like, I don't know, like hidden abilities in Gen 5 are awful, by the way. Like obtaining them was absolutely awful. In original black and white, the only way to get hidden abilities was to play Dream World, uh, which I do not wish on anybody. (laughs) Right. You had to collect Pokemon. You'd get like one per day, essentially. You can go get one Pokemon per day on Dream World, which is an online browser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did have the breeding mechanic for hidden abilities still back then, by the way. They did have the breeding mechanic for it. However you'd have to still roll the dice on whether or not that Pokemon you transferred was a female to be able to transfer yeah, exactly. transfer the ability Ugh. in breeding. And if you didn't, you're just like, well, I'm SOL because I'm not going to find another Gligar tomorrow. It, it was so bad getting hidden abilities. It was so bad. Uh, Black, White, and 2 tried to help. I'm going to put emphasis on tried uh, with hidden grottos. But it, yeah. was, it was still a pain in the butt to get a lot of hidden abilities until Gen the 6. grottos were cool. I will say that. The grottos were cool. I, I'm a sucker. And this is something I wish would happen more often. It, and this is maybe me, just the Animal Crossing player in me, going, oh, man, no. I miss dailies. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a reason to play it. Yeah. I don't know. I never, I never got into the dailies that much besides like the, oh, this item is only available on this day. And then I'd go get it once and be done. I, I'm thinking more of something like gold and silver. So like I, my nostalgia for gold and silver is very strong. However, I understand that the leveling is really, 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 really bad. Yeah. But the dailies they had were amazing. Like, Wet Friday, Lapras, you could battle your rival on another day. Uh, Poison Barb is only available on Fridays if you talk to the person above of the, like, public Pokemon <laughs> Center in the little, like, grotto. Well, that yeah. wasn't anything I worried about, but I can no, understand I you that. worrying about it. The dailies really, dailies like that, I'm a big fan of. Like, bug catching contest type stuff, I, I'm a really, really big fan of that. And I miss it. I miss it so much. Do we have any other, like, small ones? I don't... If not, we can just, like, wrap it up. No? Okay. Not really. Not that I can think of. This was no. fun. Yeah, this, this was fun. a fun topic. I like, I like it. it. I like it. Yeah. All right. So we'll yeah. wrap it up here, guys. And we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 800, Necrozma, the Prism Pokemon. And we're talking specifically about the Dusk Main form this time, and so a Dex entry for that is... 
Necrozma has attached itself to Solgaleo. It siphons away its host's limitless energy, exploiting that energy to fuel a rampage. From S.H.I.E.L.D. This is really scary. Uh, (laughs) Really scary. I didn't realize he got a death sentry in Sword and S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Where? I didn't know he got one. Because, like, they just skipped over most of these legendaries. We're just like, nah, they don't need it. They don't need an entry. They got him, all right. Apparently. I did not know that. Uh, (laughs) I did not know that. It's also said that Ultra Necrozma is dead. But yeah. it's it's fine. We don't need an alternate Crosma. What do you mean? That never existed. It wasn't a really cool Pokemon. Right? I mean, the only reason it was balanced was because it took so long to get it to set up. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the only reason it was good. It like it, it chewed up an item slot and it um it took two turns to set up. And a one minute long animation. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> that was such a long animation. Okay. So Destiny Necrozma. Uh, has a base 97 HP, a 157 attack, a 127 defense, a 113 special attack, a 109 special defense, and a 77 speed. The 77 speed is really the the killer there, but not really. The, I mean, the attack and defense stats really good, so who cares? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. On top of that, it gets Prism Armor as its ability, which takes I think it essentially halves super effective damage. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't, not, it, it has it by a quarter. It has it by a quarter. My it's, you take three-fourths damage from super effective moves. Yeah, you take, so you still do a little bit more damage with super effective moves, but not as much as you'd normally do. That's the yeah. answer. 25% of 1.25, something like that. Right? Yeah. So it's, uh, let me do that math so I can, so 1.5 times 0.75, you're doing one, you're doing one and one-eighth damage. There we go. Um, so you're doing a little extra, not a lot though. Nope. That's actually like the perfect amount to like nerf super effective damage by, by the way. I I respect that Pokemon. Good for you. There's a reason why this is normally in Ubers and not a lot. Yeah, no, it, it's just like it's like scary bulky because of that. You can't hit it super yeah, effectively, yeah. essentially. Which is why we have it very bulky on this team of the episode. Yeah, this team is uh for battle spot or battle stadium singles. I'm gonna say battle spot until they rename yep. it battle spot. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna like get I'm gonna get Battle Stadium down. And then Gen 9 is going to come out and it's going to be like, oh, it's called Battle Spot again. And I don't know if we talked about it yet, but the UTC is coming up. It is. It's, well, it should have already started by the time the show comes out. But <laughs> you can use does. this team. Yeah, you can use this team for it. Uh, and that's yeah. the whole purpose of the month is all these teams will be... UUTC compatible. Exactly. So you want to... Do you really hate Zacian and Xerneas? If you do, this is the perfect Necrozma team for you. Yeah. So this Necrozma that we have on this team has a Leftovers, uh, 228 HP, 4 Attack, 4 Defense, 44 Special Defense, and then 228 Speed, uh, with a careful nature. And this may make no sense to you, but it has, uh, that is perfectly designed to outspeed, I think, Cinderace at plus 1, and be bulky enough to take a whole bunch of hits, mainly from... Uh, Xerneas. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean after uh, plus one on the deck in the Crosma? I'm like, you're definitely not speeding Cinderace at plus one. And then I was like, oh, never mind. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, but um, because you have Stun Seal, Strike, Earthquake, Dragon Dance, and Substitute. Yep. And for yep. Battle Stadium singles, there's a lot of things you can just sub up on and mm-hmm. Dragon Dance your hearts, tier hearts content. Mainly Nihilego. Um, but that's true. But this thing basically can come in on Zacian, and Zacian can't really touch it very well. Yeah, no, it can't. It cannot, yeah. And if it can, it's using close combat. And at that point, it's useless. So yep. this is arguably one of the better counters to it. 
With that, though, we have another pair with it, because we really hate Zacian. Uh, and that's Landorus. Landorus staring with a Citrus Berry, uh, 252 HP, 252 defense, 4 special defense with a relaxed nature. Because we really hate it. Bulky boy. You hate what? Zacian. We just hate Zacian. Yeah, I mean, this is this is anti-Zacian, the team. Uh, so, but with... This Landorus has multiple purposes. Because this is Battlespot Series 8, a lot of things have become a little more popular, like Mimikyu, and Cinderace, and Regilecki. And what stops all three of those? Landorus. Especially defensive Landorus, because they have no way to break it. Especially when you have moves like Protect, U-Turn, Earthquake, and Rock Tomb to slow them down even further. I've been playing so much VGC, I didn't realize that Protect was out of place. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, it stood out to me like a sore thumb, but yeah, yeah, yeah it makes you, sense for you. You're not a you're not a real Pokemon player. Yeah. you don't play PGC, the official format of Nintendo. I'm kidding. Um, I miss OU. I just can't convert to full showdown life. These are two bulky, bulky boys that are meant to deal with all the physical attackers that are running around because we don't like them, and we still don't like them, and we have many more counters to them. Hmm, that's true. So uh, the rest of the team, I think, is just standard fare minus uh, what Seth's going to talk about, but. Cinderace running Choice Scarf. You run Choice Scarf now to outspeed Zacian because Zacian's like stupid fast, by the way. It, it's base like 147 speed. It's gross. Yeah, it, like it, outs- yeah. it outspeeds Dragapult. Yeah. Which is scary to think about. So you run the Choice Scarf to outspeed the, the Zacian. This is a Cinderace. It's got Libero because why wouldn't it? it? It's G-Max because why wouldn't it be? And it's 252 attack, 252 speed, adamant nature, because honestly, you don't need that much speed to outspeed a Zacian from a Cinderace. At plus one. At plus one, exactly. So you run adamant so you can do all the damage. You've got Pyro Ball, you've got your U-turn, you've got your high jump kick, and you got your double edge. Double edge, I like the double edge tech, actually. I like that more than I like uh, bounce. Mm-hmm. Because with Bouncer, you're, Bouncer, you're going to increase your own speed when you D-Max, uh, which I assume the Cinderace is probably going to do a lot of the time. Uh, it depends. It, it's between that, the Duskman likes to go big, too. Yes, obviously Duskman likes to go big. But, I mean, maybe there's a bad matchup for it. You would go Cinderace. Uh, and Double Edge decreases speed. Or Max Strike decreases speed, which I like a lot better than increasing your own speed sometimes. Especially if Cinderace is about to die or something. Yeah. And because, I mean, you once the Gigantamax ends, the Choice Scarf reactivates, so you still kind of have your own speed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You also have uh, Urshifu Rapid Strike on here, because I think Urshifu Rapid Strike, is he's got his place in BSS, and it's a really good one. And he's got Unseen Fist, obviously, so you can't protect against him, which you totally do all the time in BSS. I guess if you're that Landorus, you do. And uh, it's G-Max, because why not? Uh, <laughs> and it's two uh, G-Max attack. is from Mimikyu. Yeah, I, I think I like I like G Max Urshifu better just because. Oh, I meant Cinderace, but yeah, Urshifu. I, I think it's just naturally G Max. I, 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 I like. Well, yeah, I mean, you just people typically default to G Max if a Pokemon has a G Max. And personally, I like say because there are the rare instances where you do G Max with certain Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe it is optimal for me to G Max Urshifu this game instead of you know something else. And it's mostly because both Urshifu's G Max moves allow you to break through Max Guard. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. So, close combat, surging strikes, aqua jet encounter. I like this a lot um, because if a Zacian hits your Urshifu and you just hit counter with your focus sash on, you just go ahead and murder the Zacian. <laughs> and it's great. I love that a lot. I don't know if that's common or not because I haven't played a lot of Series 8 BSS yet, 
but I can see that working better than it should. Uh, but yes, Seth, take us home. Take us home. Alrighty, next up we've got a Tyranitar with a weakness policy. Ability is obviously Sandstream, and EVs are pretty simple with 244 HP, 196 attack, and 68 speed. I'm not sure what that outspeeds, but yeah, I'm sure it's relevant. Do, what, do you know what that's outspeeding, Claude? I don't know uh, off the top of my head. I'm going to look and see if I can figure it out. I Because okay. 68 speed on a Tyranitar, because it's basically like 61, right? Yeah. And it's adamant, so it's probably trying to outspeed something specific. Yep something slow-ish. Uh, but yeah, Adamant Nature, while they're looking it up, the moves are Stone Edge, Fire Punch, Ice Punch, and Taunt. It's a nice spread, so, actually. I mean, it lets it, yeah. it, lets it hit a lot of things. Um, it's mainly for hit... stall, the Taunt. Not having... Yeah. yeah. Taunt will break the stall, and I mean, the coverage with, between Stone Edge, Fire Punch, and Ice Punch is actually really good. Yeah, it really is. It's it's really, 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 really good. You can hit a lot of things with that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Tyranitar. I don't know what to tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And then... Keep going. Okay. Then next up we have Mimikyu with a life orb. Yeah, obviously the ability's disguised. It's a Mimikyu. The EVs are 228 HP, 252 attack, 28 speed with an adamant nature. So just fully going into setting up and hitting hard. Mm-hmm. The moves are Play Rough, Shadow Claw, Swords Dance, and Shadow Sneak. Priority setup is pretty good. I don't disagree with that 28 speed, actually. I, I'm i a really... I, I like that. Mostly, I'm sure it's not speeding something with 28 speed, but mm-hmm. Mimikyu usually isn't, like, just outspeeding something. I, I think it's, like, yeah. what, yeah. base 90 speed? It's not just outspeeding something. It's going to... There's a big threshold between the things it needs to outrun. I like that a lot, actually, and you're putting it into bulk is a good idea. That Tyranitar outspeeds by one point, like a no speed base sixty nine, which I don't know if there is any. I'm just that's just what the calc shows me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it would outspeed Score Bunny and Gorgeist and Palpitoad. Those are so good really things to no outspeed. Idea. I have Palpitoad. no idea why it's running that sixty eight speed then. <laughs> I Unless no there's idea. like an adamant version of something else that I'm missing. Um, or yeah. A, a timid. Let me. I'll try one more thing. <laughs> what is Colossal's base speed? Slow. Thirty. Okay, that's not that then. So slow. Uh, in... All right, but uh, I like this team. We're just gonna give up. They can tell us. Yeah, it, it, it was very good. It outspeeds Mac. Oh, uh, not Max speed. Never mind. Just stop it. Just stop it. You're <laughs> done. I'm gonna find it. We I'm quit. gonna find it. We quit. We, quit. we don't care anymore, Claude. We're over it. You don't, but I do because I think it's I think it's Max speed Colossal. All right, but it's uh, if you want to use the team, the team will be up on the Discord, and you can check it out, and you can watch Claude drive it. Uh, yes, we recorded these out of order, so you may get a spoiler for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so take it for what it's worth. I I don't know. I like this. I like this team. I'll try it out. Yeah, this team was a lot of fun. We we it was surprisingly good. Like yeah. Necrozma lives much more, many more hits than you would ever expect. It's very wow. bulky. That's what I've learned playing VGC actually recently. Uh, both Sogaleo and and Duskmane Krasma are actually incredibly good in VGC right now, I think. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is where we'll leave it. And we're going to kick it on over then, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. You can send them in to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a prompt, but if 
you don't want to answer the prompt and you've got other cool things to say, we'll definitely read them as well. Last week, we asked you guys what things confuse you in Pokemon, and we've got a few emails to help uh, to, to talk to you guys about with that. Um, I'm very excited to get to them. I am more importantly excited to announce to you that this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Yay! And without further ado, we'll get to our first email of the episode. It is going to come to us by none other than Trainer Sleeve. So, Seth, you've got this one. You betcha. Hi, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Sleeve here with some thoughts on what doesn't make sense in the Pokemon world. Firstly, Team Magma Maxi. This guy's supposed to be pretty smart. He presents himself as having a background in science, and yet he wants to replace all of the water in the world with land? How does he expect to be able to sustain any life on his barren wasteland of a planet when he sees his plan through? Did he research anything prior to kicking this plan off? Or think at all, for that matter? This kind of behavior I would expect from Archie, who at least presents himself as an ill-educated and impulsive person. I'm so sorry to everyone who likes Archie, Archie, Ozzy in particular. If I may interrupt... I would yeah. like to point out that that characterization of Archie did not exist until Oraz. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oraz definitely fleshed out both of their, like, both of the ways they present themselves. Uh, in the original said, Ruby and I Sapphire. I much prefer this Archie to the other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Better. This Archie is way better. I love Pirate Man. Pa- Pirate Man Archie is way better than not Pirate Man Archie. And so <laughs> it's, uh, it is definitely a better change, but I would like to point out that the original Archie did not have that kind of demeanor. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, back to it. I know it's the main point of the story for the villainous team leaders to have deeply flawed ideals that they're trying to achieve, but these aren't the ideals of people who are capable of rational thought. Okay, (laughs) If Maxi is what constitutes a leading mind in Hoenn, then you can keep me very far away from that 7 out of 10 region. Why did you have me read this one, Thatch? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't read ahead. This hurts my soul. I didn't read ahead. I just know that Sleeve's good at writing and doesn't write mean things. I don't believe you. My headcanon is you want me to bash Hoenn. I hate it. (laughs) Anyway. Next up, I want to know more about the journey to fill the Pokedex. You get sent out to discover all the Pokemon in the region, but the deck seems to already have all the information in it somewhere for you to unlock. Also, aside from legendaries, people already use and work with every Pokemon in the region, so the understanding of them must be pretty good, right? Is this a purely educational task for children to take part of as part of their schooling? Or is each region's professor incredibly ill-informed about the Pokemon in their region and the very trusting of 10-year-olds? These are just two examples of things that confuse me about the Pokemon world. Thanks again for the great content, Sleeve. I think the Pokedex used to be this really cool idea of, like, the kids are going out and filling in the decks because I think in Gen 1 and Gen 2 specifically, that's very true of the kids going around and filling out the decks and like doing research and being essentially research aides to the professors. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. more more as of late, it's been more of a stamp collecting adventure. Yep. And it, it, I, think that, I think it's lost that. I think it's lost yeah. that charm, which is unfortunate. Well, no, no, no. In recent ones, it's showing Rotom, all the other Pokemon that exist. Oh my gosh. I yeah. I think Rotom Dex in particular was one of the worst things. <laughs> like I understand why they did it, but Oh yeah. Like that that does bring up the point of like they, we know everything. Why aren't we like why like this is such a pointless task. I, I think it's mm-hmm. purely a video game task, not a yeah. anime yes. task. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, in the real if we world. give you this, you can go and complete it for your own sake. Okay, so in the manga 
which is the thing that nobody reads but has the best representation of the Pokemon world as admitted by the creators of Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they The way they show it, I think, is very good, at least in like the first three generations of the manga. Where they catch the Pokemon and then they 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 fill in the Dex entries essentially themselves, and they they catalog it and it all just gets beamed back to get back to Professor Oak or something like that. Um, the Pokedex also has like way more meaning in the manga as well. Like it's for you to be a quote unquote Pokedex holder is actually a really big deal, and it oh. means that you're one of the better trainers in the region. And I wish we had, dude. The manga just needs to be the thing that happens. Yeah, like we need more manga in our life. And I'm really upset that it's just never been adapted properly to a to an anime. Like you should, they should really do it. I think it would do really well if they adapted it to an anime. But they seem to have forgotten it exists. Yeah. Oh well. Oh All well. Right. But thank you for that, sleeve. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Uh, our next one is going to be from Tia. So you've got this one. All right. Claude. Uh, hi, Thatchin. I still don't know where the schedule is. Lol. I believe the schedule is pinned in the Discord. Right, general it channel. It is. It is pinned in the general channel. If you click the pins, yeah. it's there. From 2017, I forgot that it's been like been four years, but <laughs> it's there. But uh, hi, co-hosts. Uh, it's T again. I've decided. To st- I have decided to stay in Sutopolis. Before I tackle the topic, I don't want to get into too much de- detail. But the scalpers can fur it off. Uh, get ready for a storm when that topic comes. <laughs> I would like to say you guys seemed all uh, all spot on with the type specialties and personalities. I took a U quiz and it assigned me as dark type. And I usually prefer dark, water, psychic, and ice types. Speaking of dark type, I have a huge crush on Karen. Who doesn't? Oh, and no. would like to become a manager so I can talk to her more. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. That's great. Uh, that was that's good. unexpected. All right. That's a good it. joke. That's a good yeah. joke. <laughs> Another thing I wonder is what are the belief uh, what are the benefits of being a gym leader or even an elite four member? Do they get 401k's, injury compensation, holiday hours, overtime pay, etc.? Uh, because their responsibility is taking on challenges. Being a gym leader must suck. Also, do gyms have an on-off switch for puzzles like when the leaders like go outside? Imagine how annoying it would be for the gym leaders to have to redo their own gym puzzle. Uh, oh, no. That's so true. I'm pic- oh, I'd recently played through Platinum, and I'm just picturing the Sunny Shore gym of having to move everything around and all of the different, like, wires to get to the back, and it's a pain. But- I just needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> what if gym... Ba- what if gym... I don't know. I That is, that is <laughs> the true. The gym battles, like, gym too? Pu- oh, like, gosh. Gym puzzles are just, like... Well, I imagine gyms, like, in my head canon, and this could be horribly wrong, are just, like, you have a bunch of trainers that come there to train together, and then the gym leader, like, gives them pointers on, like, hey, this is how you train this specific type of Pokemon, and that's yeah. why everybody there is, yeah. like, an electric talk trainer. He's just, like, this is how you take care of them, this is how you train them, this is how you do better, and that's why they're at the gym. It's more of, like, a, it's, it's like a dojo in that sense, and mm-hmm. that's what I imagine, but I don't know why they have puzzles. Like, I, I don't know why those are there. Video game, once again. Uh, other than, like, video game encounter fun. Yeah. But great episode once again. Look forward to the next one. Catch you on the flip-flop, Tia. Wonderful. All right. Our last one today is going to be from Nintendo Nate. I think that's what, how I'm supposed to read it. Dear Thatch and co-host, Nintendo Nate here. I am often confused about different things in the Pokemon universe. One of the most baffling ones for me are, serv- are certain moves certain Pokemon can learn but shouldn't be able to. 
How can Rhydon learn surf in Whirlpool? I think there's actually a reason for this, and I Fair. forget what it is. There's a reason for this, though. Um, they also had a really cool anime episode on it, by the way. <laughs> Uh, or like there's a surfing ride on like jumping from island to island or something. It's really cool. That's it's not really cute. surfing. Uh, he was swimming. Okay. And you could probably ride on his back while he's swimming. He weighs a thousand pounds. Oh, well, whatever. Ride on is water four water times water. weak to water type. So how swimming only matters on buoyancy, Seth. It doesn't matter about your overall weight. I know. Okay. Uh, ride on is four times weak to water type. So how can it douse itself in so much water and survive? How can both Ghastly and Whooper learn ice punch? I don't know if Ghastly can anymore, but Wooper definitely can. I think it can somehow. Wooper's got a tail, right? Yeah. I imagine that Wooper... I Wooper, I imagine Wooper's punching you with its tail. I like yeah. to think that an arm pops out of Wooper and punches, and then just, like, reverts back in. Mm, I think That's actually what happens. You're giving 100%. Wooper too much, uh, too much credit. Uh, neither of them have hands. I suppose Wooper could use its tail. Oh, he got there. Uh, and Ghastly could ram into people. <laughs> Ghastly's head is its fist. Um, Ghastly conjures a fist with gas and punches you with gassy fist. Gassy fist. Uh, but I wouldn't uh, consider that a punch. Another thing that stumps me in the Pokemon universe are very obscure evolutions like Magikarp and Gyarados. Feebas and Melodic, Remoraid and Octillery, Clampearl and Gorbis. And, well, you get my point. Actually, Gorbis makes more sense um, than all of those. I think, I think they all make sense. Uh... We're going to disagree about that. Remoraid and Octillery, to me, is the most wild and confusing. Uh, which one did you say? I said Remoraid and Octillery. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think those were intended to be the same Pokemon. That is a bony fish into a no-bone. Oh, no. Well, it's a whole design is based on, oh, it's a gun, and we're going to turn it from a gun to now a tank. Now it's a tank. Yeah, I no, know that. no, no, no. It, it, ma- it makes more sense if you look at their original designs in the beta. Like yes, the original yeah, designs true. of Remoraid and Octillery in the beta there's way more similar similarities because I think they both wear the same helmet yes. in the beta. And so it makes way more sense. There's a lot more uh, uniformity in that regard. A Clamperl and Gorobis, like even like when you evolve Clamperl into Huntail, Huntail's tail looks like a Gorobis. Yeah. And I think, well, I don't know if Gorobis looks like a Huntail on its tail, but it, it's kind of the same idea. And so I, I think that one's fine. I think Clamperl to Gorobis and Clamperl to Huntail are fine. Uh, Magikarp to Gyarados are based on um, a Chinese myth. But, yep. Of a fish, fish jumping over, jumping over uh, yeah, a fish jumping over the dragon gate and becoming a dragon. Uh, Feebas and Melodic, they say it here, um, are kind of made ugly to contrast duckling. ugly and beautiful, which mirrors uh, the ugly duckling, duckling storyline. There we go. Um, Remoraid is modeled after a gun and Octillery is modeled after a tank. The rest I have no idea. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Happy catching. And catch you on the flip side. Nintendo Nate. We're going to look up to see if there's like a real reason for Gorbis, but I'm saying we made fish. And that's the reason that we have Gorbis <laughs> uh, in Pokemon, because I find that they just really like having Pokemon. Yeah, its tail does not look like a, uh, a Huntail. That's unfortunate. Gorbis, let's find out. Gorbis, the not really that good Pokemon. Um, let's see. The, I used to be better until they nerfed stuff. It's just based on an Orphish, it says, or a Pipefish. That's all. And then it sends you Which a are terrifying. Being able to bat and pass Shell Smash used to be its one niche. Yeah, I it's still not good. Um it's still not good. Huntail, is there like a re- like how do you I guess how do you get a clam to evolve into a fish? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. You, you evolve it. Like what's yeah, but what's like the reasoning there? I, I guess this okay, I I am also now confused. Ah. So the deep sea tooth uh, re-alters the structure of the clamperol uh, mm. when trading. 
and it just you know metamorphosizes. You see, you see, you know what? I'm the, for it. The clam part of clam pearl isn't actually part of it. It found that, and the uh, the uh, yes. the pearl is an egg. Yes. Yep. You it out. actually, you might be right. Let's find out. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, find out what <laughs> you might be right. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Like that's logical to me. Uh, yeah. And then we take in some parts of alligators where, like, temperature determines if it evolves based, into the gorgeous so, or so clam pearl. Clam pearl itself, like the pearl inside of the clam, is based on the eggs of a fish. So, Hey-o. hey, there's your there answer. We, we figured it out. Good job, team. High fives all around. Um, it turns out that it's the pearl inside that ends up becoming the fish. That's what's happening. The the clam part is just a eggshell that it can open up and looks like a clam. It's not actually mm-hmm. a bivalve. Ha-ha. Uh, it is a clam apparently, but it's uh, but apparently it's like a fish egg inside that evolves. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We did it, team. We did it. We did it. All right. If you would like to send us an email next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, we'd love to hear from, like, what are some of your what-ifs? What are some things you think would be interesting to go into Pokemon? Uh, what if... Yeah, uh, and if we like them, we'll talk about it yeah, in we, another maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a future episode. Maybe we'll talk about it in the mailbag next week. It's it's definitely interesting, and I, I like it. It's a fun idea, and I'd love to hear what you guys have to think, have to say about it. If you would like to listen to more Puckle throughout your week, there's always Puckle Plus. Make sure you subscribe to that feed if you haven't already. It's a great place to check out stuff like Battlecast, which is coming out this week, I think, right? Yeah. And I'll be on it, so that's more of a reason to listen to it. No, that's that's mean to say. Seth's gonna be on it. Ha. Um, so you should always go listen over there. But it's gonna we're gonna talk about VGC this week, so definitely go and jump over there if you're interested. We also talk to you all the time over on Discord, so make sure you go there. The link is in the show notes. You should also go check out our our um number of different social media sites twitter instagram facebook and tumblr you should also make sure that you're checking out the youtube channel with claude nine and p mcgee manning the helm uh for this moment in time uh, i've got another thing that i want to get going over there um and hopefully it happens very soon so they're they're over there but youtube.com slash puckle podcast if you want to watch us live uh twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast we're live on tuesday and thursday and the occasional saturday um, like I'll be live after this show, after this recording, I'll be live on Twitch, uh, dicing it up and just talking to you guys. And also, you can support us in a couple different ways. One is you can go over to, you can go over to Twitch, drop us a Twitch Prime subscription, or you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/PucklePodcast and donate to us more directly. Get things like those Pokemon we talked about during the news segment, or the Breeder Bot. So we really appreciate all of the people who are supporting us, and uh, we hope to do more content for you guys here in, in 2021. So here. I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Seth Vilo. And I've been Claude Knox. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.